Let us pray. God of love and power, you are revealed to us in your word, in accounts of prophecy and fulfillment that direct our attention to Jesus Christ. Illumine us now as we hear your word proclaimed that we may open our hearts to him and serve him with joy. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 63, verses 7 through 9. Listen for the word of the Lord. I will recount the gracious deeds of the Lord, the praiseworthy acts of the Lord, because of all that the Lord has done for us, and the great favor to the house of Israel, that he has shown them according to his mercy, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not act deceitfully, and he, and he became their savior in all of their distress. It was no messenger or angel, but his presence that saved them. In his love and pity, it was he who redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning and happy new year to all. The gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter two, verses 13 through 23. Listen for the word of the Lord. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet out of Egypt, I have called my son. When Herod saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, he was infuriated. And he sent and killed all the children in and around Bethlehem who were two years old or under, according to the time that he had learned from the wise men. Then was fulfilled what had been spoken through the prophet Jeremiah. A voice was heard in Ramah, wailing and loud lamentation, Rachel weeping for her children. She refused to be consoled because they are no more. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea, in place of his father, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. 
the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Oh God, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit. That as your word is proclaimed, we may hear what you are saying to us today. Now let the words of your servant's mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Through Christ, amen. Again, Happy New Year uh, to all. Uh, the New Year certainly is a time when we all seek transformation to some degree. Eating fewer sweets, maybe getting a gym membership to tone our bodies. Uh, maybe it's as, simply, as simple as doing more standing uh, and walking. But turning over a new leaf gives us a fresh start and perspective on our future. Coming into the New Year resolution can be challenging. And sometimes big and small obstacles can get in the way. Challenges can also meet our Christian journey as tiny as a mustard seed and as large as a mountain. But the one undertaking that will have the most significant impact on our lives is learning to depend on God. The sermon title this morning is, You Can Trust God. Our text falls on the heels of the miracle of baby Jesus being born in a manger to overjoyed parents, Joseph and Mary, to quickly tumbling into human suffering and pain as fugitives to sin and evil. The Magi, the Magi had already seen baby Jesus bow down in praise and had given him an offering as the new king of the Jews in verse 11. They were led by a star to a child in verse 1 and 9 and followed by a dream where they were warned that King Herod was up to no good. Now in our passage, Joseph also gets warnings through dreams. The first was by an angel of the Lord telling him that there was a clear and present danger for baby Jesus in his birthplace of Bethlehem. We do not know the hour of the night but we know that the situation must have been urgent, for in verse 13, the angel of the Lord said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. There was no time for sleeping in until the following day or strategic planning on Joseph's part, but to move out on the divine instructions. King Herod was an angry, evil a maniacal man who would use his power at all costs to destroy the child, baby Jesus. His reign of terror to destroy Jesus was by killing all the boys two years old or younger to ensure his goal. We too, in our contexts, have heard the stories of lives lost and hopes and dreams demolished when sin and wickedness seek to hold real or perceived power over others. The gospel writer connects Herod with Pharaoh from Exodus 1 and 22, who said, Then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Every Hebrew boy that is born, you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. The massacre 
of innocent children in this text is indescribable and unbreathable. There is no deeper discussion on this atrocity other than equating a mother's loss to the Jeremiah 31:15 quote where in Rama, Rachel, who cannot be consoled, is crying for her children, Israel, as they were led away into captivity. The second time the angel of the Lord spoke in a dream to Joseph was encouraging him to return to Israel. The threat over the threat was over because the king had died. The angel of the Lord gave similar instructions. Get up and take the child. Heading toward Israel, Joseph received the news that Herod's son, who was also ruthless, was ruling over Judea. In fear of their lives, the Lord spoke a third time through a dream. Just like with the Magi who were warned not to return to Herod, Joseph was warned not to return to Israel. Instead, he turned toward a small village in Lower Galilee called Nazareth. Life can quickly go from jubilation to trepidation and from peace to persecution in the blink of an eye. But despite the tragedies and traumas experienced by Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus, God was present and at work. Divine intervention met the Holy Family's journey of terror and forced displacement. God's activity revealed God's plan for safe travel to a refuge and a relocation to Galilee, displaying the sovereignty of God's mission for Jesus amid chaos. The gospel writer quotes Hosea 11 and 1 that says, Out of Egypt I, called, I have called my son, not as a messianic text, but as the connection of Jesus to Israel, whom God keeps the faithful covenant relationship. Jeremiah 31 and 15, the second, the second scriptural quotation in this passage is both heavy and haunting, but reveals the ultimate hope as a story of God's love. The following two verses, 16 and 17 of Jeremiah 31, reads, this is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy, so there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. The simplicity and complexity of the text are not about loss or displacement, but the preserving faithfulness of God for Jesus who came in order that the scriptures would be fulfilled. Verse 17, 15, 17, and 23. And that the world might know God's steadfast love. The protection of the Holy Family reveals God's covenant faithfulness and devotion, shows that we can trust in God's divine intervention in our lives, and helps us to rewrite our stories.
Can we really trust God? Is God speaking to us today? And does it really matter? Many of us are not open to trusting others. We all have trust issues. Plenty of us have been tainted in some way by strangers or even family and friends. But God's faithfulness reveals God's unbreakable love for us. In other words, we can count on God. The text is a story of a miracle in the presence of madness, where God's devotion breaks through and saves the day. It begins and ends with human fragility, an at-risk family, and a mother and father's fear, all with Jesus surrounded by God's love. Our lives, too, from start to finish and in between, are soaked in vulnerability, anxiety, and dire need of hope. There are many things that we cannot do on our own, and we should turn to God. Joseph got it right three times when he was inspired to get up and take the child twice, and when he went away from trouble because he relied on God in his neediness. How we respond in situations often speaks to our nature. God proves God's true-heartedness in his response to Herod and his son. Angels of the Lord could have retaliated, but instead revealed God's dependability by protecting his son for the divine mission so that we might have life and have it abundantly. When we trust God, especially during the difficulties and the pains of life, it can give us an authentic confessional faith that offers thanks to the mighty acts of God in our own life. God still speaks to us today, revealing that the Spirit is active in our lives. God's guidance can be a whisper or sometimes a shout. Either way, God seeks to get our attention. On the surface, the text seems to be about the heroics of Joseph and his response to God. He certainly needed to be obedient for the story's outcome, but God's activities drove the narrative. God still speaks. God spoke through angels and dreams to Joseph, and God speaks to us today in very similar ways. We can all probably recall people who were angels in our lives who warned, encouraged, or blessed us in love through their words or actions. I recall an angel in my life when I least expected it. With severe abdominal pains in several emergency departments within walking distance while I was living in Philadelphia, the Spirit of the Lord instead guided me to my physiology professor's third floor office. He listened to my story, noted my symptoms, and made the proper referral. He invited me to trust in God over the disappointments, stressing me out. 
God healed me that day. Sometimes we clearly hear the, an angel's voice, and other times we have to look back over our lives to realize that it could have only been God protecting and keeping us in a divine direction. That work of God, or voice we hear, is God's sovereignty and choice in guiding our lives. God, speaking in the text, actively preserved Jesus and his, fu and his uh, future mission and safeguards us in our journey toward salvation. And trusting in God matters because we can reimagine a new reality in Christ. The passage fastens Jesus to Israel and their journey to Egypt and returns brings them both through the waters of the Red Sea, tested in the desert, and called to trust the Lord. But unlike Israel, Jesus remains faithful, inspiring us to a new story and a new hope amid our troubles and loss. A story where we can walk boldly in faith, trusting and reflecting Christ's power through humility and love for others and where his incarnation presence with us helps us to envision a new outcome. Even when we find ourselves separated from loved ones, consumed with fear, or even when suffering and death surround us, in Christ we ultimately find love. God's faithfulness to Israel reveals Christ's faithfulness to us. Trusting in God matters because it offers us a fresh lens through which Christ is at the center of our lives and affects how we live out our hope. Brothers and sisters, if God directed the Holy Family's journey, the Spirit of God will direct our paths. We can trust God, who gives us refuge, preserves us in our vulnerability, leads and guides and directs us by the Spirit, and gives us a new home in Christ Jesus. God still speaks through angels and dreams, but also people, circumstances, and scripture to reveal a trusting heart for us today. And even when life does not work out as we wanted or prayed for, we must trust in the Lord's strange and unexpected hope of God's directed journey for our lives. Trust God, who through his covenant love, sent Jesus, who would himself be innocently slaughtered to redeem the world and reveal his faithfulness. One glorious resolution that should be posted this New Year's Day on every refrigerator, mirror, in our cars, and at work is the greatest reminder to ourselves. You can trust God. Glory be to God in the highest. Amen.